0: Hello, Lily Bloom here, fiction writer. Today I would like to share with you a chapter from my book Velvet Touch. So let's get on with it. Luke stood in front of the large iron gate. He sighed and then opened it. The sun rose on his face. It was early in the morning and the air was still chill and heavy from the previous night. He walked among the graves and... As he advanced, the sun glinted through the green leaves of the trees. The grass was still wet, but it smelled fresh, even there, in a graveyard. As Luke reached the massive tombstone, he took a deep breath, closed, and then opened his eyes. He often did that, closed his eyes just before he arrived at the grave, and then opened them in front of it, hoping to see a different name carved in the stone, or no grave at all. But every time he did it, the tombstone had the same thing written on. Alison Diane Evans, born 1980, died 2015. Beloved wife and friend. A, wo- a black and white photograph with Alison's face adorned the grave. And that e- made everything clear for whoever felt the need to deny the truth. It was Alison, his wife, who lay beneath. She was dead, and there was no way of denying it. She was gone took noisily let out some air through his nose. He kept his lips and his teeth clenched tight. His heart, tiny and shy, beat slowly in his chest. He knelt down on the wet grass by the angel's stone statue with a book in hand. He laid on the stone carving the bouquet of fresh wild flowers he brought with him and wept. The stone carving that was above Alison's tomb was of a woman sleeping in her bed. Her hair was loose and wavy on her shoulders her right hand holding an open book, her face a clear picture of peace and serenity in her sleep. A cover made of stone protected her sleeping body. Her left hand rested on her right breast, gentle as a feather. The entire carving was made of stone. The carved woman was beautiful, still, and cold, just like his wife. Luke reached a hand on the stone-carved bed the woman was lying on. He seemed lost in a prayer. A a steers fell down his cheeks, wetting the stone. Luke toyed with the yellow and blue wildflowers, attempting to arrange them in some sort of way that looked nicer and made the place lively. He closed his eyes and pursed his lips tighter. When I die, I want you to make a new life for yourself. I want you to live a happy life, Luke remembered Allison telling him. You're not going to die, he said back jokingly with a smile on his face, not even considering the possibility. ''We all die, Luke,'' she said, serious and focused on his eyes. ''At some point, each one of us has to deal with the feeble characteristic of life, and when, not when, but if,'' he corrected. ''Fine. If that happens to me first, I want you to move on. I want you to be happy, like you are now. I want you to keep being happy. I want you to fulfil your goals.'' and make new ones. I want you to cry a little if you must. In fact, I won't be mad if you do. It will show you loved me. But cry a little, only for a short while, not for your whole life, like other people do. Life was made to be lived. Make the world a better place, like you always try to, not a sadder place. Promise me. Okay, I promise you, I'll make the world a better place, he said, smiling at her. ''I'm serious,'' she said, frowning her eyebrows at him. ''Okay, I promise you I will try to move on, but you won't die before me. If it will be someone's time to die sooner, it will be mine for sure, if you put me through thinking that I will someday lose you. I don't want to think about that now. It could give me a heart attack. If that time comes, I would deal with it. But now, now I want to make love to you, my cute, frowning wild flower, I want to run my fingers through your curly hair and kiss your soft lips and neck and bosom and look sing-glossed in a daze. And, Alison whispered, searching to know more of his intentions. Her skin was soft as he caressed it with his fingers, he leaned, cl- he leaned in closer to her, breathing in her fresh perfume. He touched her ear with his lips and whispered slowly and gently into it. The corners of his mouth went up as he talked, and Alice's cheeks flustered, red and hot. She was hot with desire, stirred by his words. She no longer frowned, pondering the feeble life. Instead, she grabbed him tightly and kissed him. Her lips sank into his, her tongue searching and finding his. It was early in the morning, and through the thin, white curtains the room was flooded with a warm glow. They lay completely naked on the bed. Their bodies tangled and ruffling the white sheets, searching each other for more. More to touch, more to kiss, more to pleasure, more to love. Luke opened his eyes. His cheeks were wet with hot tears, his eyes instantly painting the world a blurred vision of what it was. He wiped them with the back of his hand and breathed out. His knees were weak, but he sighed and slowly stood up. He grabbed the tools from the basket and pruned the white rose that climbed on the small angel carving, then the rose that climbed on the woman's stone carving, and then he gathered the small branches that fell on the ground. As he picked them up and put them in the basket, a few spikes stung him and he bled. He sucked on his finger until the bleeding stopped. He looked once more at Allison's black and white face and at a small angel carving. And then, wiping hot, new hot tears from his eyes, he moved away and left the graveyard. The sun was higher in the sky now, and the grass was less and less wet with morning dew. Luke closed the gate behind him and walked back to his house by the lake. Thank you so much for listening. Um, this was, as mentioned, a chapter from my debut novel, Velvet Touch. Um, If you'd like to, I already do the blurb now, just to give you more of an idea. Um, So, my blurb says this. In the mood for something naughty, Luke and Alison Evans live a happy life in the wild and beautiful Carpathian Mountains. But when their lives are torn apart by a dreadful event, Luke is left on his own to try and make sense of his existence. With Hugo, his chocolate retriever, as his sole companion, Luke chooses alcohol and old music to find oblivion and run away from pain. However, a storm changes everything again when it brings a mysterious woman with a baby at Luke's front door, forcing him to give life another chance. Not far away, Eve Darkwood has her own methods of dealing with life, and death doesn't seem to stop in her tracks for too long. And there's John too, a man of many pleasures, broken and and lost in his own way. Their lives will intertwine and never be the same again. Um... Thank you so much for listening (laughs) to this as well. Uh, If you'd like to check out my book is available on Amazon, Kobo, Barnes and Nobles and and other stores where you can find books. Um, So thank you for listening. I'm an indie author. Um, I'm new to Anchor. I haven't been on Anchor for a while actually. Um, I'm not quite sure what my channel will uh, bring but it will probably be anything related to storytelling, Uh, book reviews, uh, more chapters from my book maybe, new fragments from my upcoming novel Midnight Tears and all sorts of like good stuff, (laughs) everything related to storytelling, I love stories so I I I love sharing them with people so I'm looking forward to doing exactly that, Uh, have a lovely afternoon, take care of yourselves.